Hello, hello, hello. What's up? Good evening, my listeners to the KL Roller Agenda. That means Keys London Roller Agenda. Talking to you guys. I'm going to come to you guys. I've got to talk to you guys about um, type. Mm. Not sure how long this one's going to be, but I'm talking about type. So, everybody know type is phenotype, which is the shape of the body. Um, not really size, but I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into that part too. But the type of your birds determine their, their wing beat and fly pattern. And it also helps with the delivery of the roll, um, fly height. Type is very, very important. The people who say type don't matter, people don't understand type and don't know the importance of type. There is no one, not one set type though. What I've learned is when your birds are shallow, I mean from the base of the neck to the deepest point of the keel, the closer that is, the easier it is for your birds to sky out and harder for them to land. I read that before and then I pay attention to it and it's true. The deeper it is, the easier it is to control their height, but also can be this it can it can be what makes the bird strong at the same time if it's if the muscle is packed in there. If there's too much muscle packed in there. So type does play a big part in your bird's wing beat and fly pattern. What you want to try to do is keep your type consistent. They ain't got to be exact the same. You want to keep them consistent. Um, you got to pay attention to the type, the wing length, the length of the secondaries, the shape of the wing. All that plays a big part in your bird's fly pattern. Fly time, fly height, all that plays an important wing beat. Uh, the speed in which they fly, all that plays a big point, big um, important part. Sorry, it does. People say it don't. People say stuff like that because they don't really understand it. I'm just trying to help you guys get to, get to a certain point. If you look, like I keep, like I said before, if you look at the guys' type, they are they are winning. Most of the birds have the, almost the same type, close to it, same basic type, almost all of them. If you handle them, they'll feel almost the same. They won't be all over the place. So you want a good steady wing beat versus a fast wing beat. Birds flying fast all over the place. And you got some flying slow, some flying high. I mean, you got to keep, keep a balance. Um, I had a conversation with this morning about that too, but or yesterday morning. But you guys will get it. You guys want to pay attention to the type. Really pay attention to it. It don't mean your bird's going to roll faster. It don't mean they're going to roll at all. All it means is that delivery of the roll will be easier. If, if, the phys, if the physicality of it is, is balanced. And balance is probably the key word. I think balance is very, very, very important. So type does play a part in that kind of stuff. Roll look the same, 
I mean, it's it's inevitable if you if you breathe for that, you're gonna be you, you got a chance of making better making better birds if it's consistent and it's gonna be close to the the right type. Apple body is pretty close to it, like I always say. So pay attention to that type. Let's go to expression. This is probably one of the most expression of eyes are two of the most difficult things to really read. Everybody can't read it. Some guys say it don't matter. But it does. It matters to almost everybody. So that's that's great. That that's done well. Because if you look at their birds, they, they, they almost look alike. A lot of ones that's done well. I've produced a family of birds that's 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 really good. You'll see it. And they can say what they want to say. I don't know why they don't. Why they try to say it don't matter, but it does. And the ones say it don't matter, they never breathe for it because they don't have to. Because somebody else who got the who they got their birds from already bred for it, and it's still in the pigeon. So that you're right, they might not have to breathe for it, but you do. Pay attention to it. It's it's important. Learn how to read it. Um. When you get birds that do well, everybody want to study the birds that do well. I'm going to tell you something. You need to study both, the bad ones and the good ones. As you start developing your family, and your family starts getting closer and closer, you together, as you start becoming a well-knit family, you'll start seeing the bad ones look, look alike. And the good ones look alike. You'll start seeing the differences or the similarities in the good ones and the similarities in the bad ones. You'll start to see it. Once you start to see it, you're going to start paying attention to it. You're going to watch certain birds closely, and you're going to see them. Well, my birds look like that. They don't be as good. Or they look like this. Those don't be the ones that produce as good. I'm on you guys' side. All the guys that, that want to breed, come up with a family of birds that can compete on the highest level. Because even if you get your birds from somebody else, that's good. You're going to have to do something different from that person to exceed what that person has done. Sorry. You're going to have to. And, and most of the fans you get the person not going to tell you what that might be. They're not. So, just pay attention to all this stuff. Type, expression, learn it. Learn what a good role look like. We had to, I had to learn it and then I had to learn it as a young at a young age and didn't know what I was really looking for, but I knew it when I saw it. But I knew what it was called. Uh, I didn't know nothing about that. When you gotta go to a pet shop and pick a roller out of a cage full of all kinds of pigeons, and and sometimes I pick a bird that wasn't banded. My friend said, "Why you pick that bird? It's not even banded. It's just gonna look like it can look like it's gonna be a good one." And then it turned out to be good ones. So, and all at the same time, I pick a bird. Look, I pick birds look just like commies, and knew it wasn't a commie with no band. And my friend said, "Why you get that?" Even though some of the birds might have rolled down, but I knew they weren't commies. And it, it was some good rollers. And my friends picked birds up because they had bands on them, and they they rolled, but they wouldn't. No better than the bird I just saw. Excuse me. Sorry. Bird I just flew and rolled down. 
a month or whatever it may be. But back then, when I was a kid, that was great. So I picked a good one. Well, I didn't know it wasn't a good one, but it was a good one to me at that time. You know, I never bought into the idea of you can take a roll down, put it with a another bird that didn't roll or whatever, and you get birds to roll. I never. Look, I, we took a roll down and put it with another bird that barely flipped, and the baby still rolled down. It just took a longer time to do it. So, there it is there. And then you got people who think, if I'm in a roll down to a bird, I'm going to do five feet. The thing is, you might get variations from five feet all the way to rolling down, all up in there. No consistency. And then those babies, and if they don't roll down, they might throw birds that will roll down. So, that's a tricky slope. That's a slippery slope to be on. So, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really recommend it if you're competing. See, if you're competing, the rules change of how you breed and everything. If you're competing, you can't do certain stuff. If you're not competing, it's just for your own enjoyment. Do what makes you happy. Honestly, really do what makes you happy. If you're competing, you got to try to breed within the, in the boundaries of the rules. If you're trying to be successful. Not trying to be, if it don't matter if you're successful or not, well, it don't matter. It just don't matter what you do. So you can do what you want to do. You want to pay attention to the type, expression, character, safety, stability, none of that. But one thing I, I suggest that you do, do not compromise. All of you guys, do not compromise on quality. Quality. Speed plus death equals quality. But you can have quality birds without having superior super speed quality is more so style than speed but adequate speed and excellent style will get you a long way and instead of super speed and adequate style you want excellent style and adequate speed that'll get you a long way because a bird that's not as fast if his style is good it's going to look just as fast if it's not just a, if it's not as fast so, if you get a bird that's rolling, let's say speed, 1 to 10. 10 being the best, fastest. If you put some 7s with 10 quality up there, half the guys out there ain't going to know the difference between a, a 7 and a 10. When you put a bird out there with 10 speed and 7 quality, it's going to show. Because it's going to be a little distortion in the roll. Or it won't do this consistent so that's just something to think about some other things to think about when you're breeding your pigeons and then we got color markings um, what do you call it color markings and what else what, what else is there color markings I said color markings they're called color markings color blue check red check my favorite birds are red check. I love red check, especially when they flecked up. I love them. But I don't breathe for them. I breathe for quality. If they happen to come out red check, that's the plus. I like blue checkers. I like blue check badges. I like black badges. I like blacks. My only colors I really, really, never really, really, really care, really, really just got into what people have. I never really, really got into black birds. I have them. 
but I never really see, oh, that's a nice black. I never really count the blackbirds like that. I don't, I don't know why I have them, but it's not like a, a big deal. It's a blackbird, a good blackbird, just a good blackbird. I like, if I get a good red check, I like them. I like blue checks too. I like blue check. My favorite color besides the red check is the blue check badge. I like those. Um, I like them nice red check ticked up badges. I like that. Those are nice. Like, I never really got I never really got to spangles. Not really. I like the strawberry like birds. I like the red grizzles with the red bars. I like those too. I mean these are some stuff that I like but I don't breathe for. You don't see them all in my lawn. I don't breathe for them. But I like them. I like those. I really do. I like I'm not really into color birds. I was gonna try to do, I try to do project. Only color bird I really, really like is almonds. I like almonds. But I have, I was making some almonds at one time. I, I just stopped. I have them around somewhere, but I don't. I'm not gonna mess with them though. I don't think I'm gonna ever mess with them again. Creams. I bred some good ones on the years from Checker, Self, White Flight. I bred some really, really, really good ones. Not the smartest birds, though. Um, my best one I had was a cream checker. Self, real nice. Really, really nice. Kid broke. She hit the wire, broke her neck. She was a daughter to 77 with the Smokes brother. Real nice. I mean, really nice cream. Um, I have had, I've had others. Cream white flights that were really good. I had one that was really good. Until it made the wrong move. Falcon came. All the kit birds turned right. It turned left and Falcon caught it. Boop. So as generations went on, I stopped breeding them. I mean, they stopped coming out. Because I never, I don't know why. My, oh, I don't know why. Cause I, I just kept breeding them, breeding my birds. And I haven't bred a cream in, since last time I bred was in 2000. Cream was 2007, I think, or eight. That's my bread of cream. I bred Dilute Dunn in 2017 off a pair that I have down right now. I dilute Dunn. I bred one. No, that 2017 or 18. Could have been 17. Either way, go. I still have that pair now, right now, and they haven't thrown me another one since. But they threw me some good bars, though. Ah. <sighs> So what's, what's your plans for this year? I'm going to give you guys a little hint. You guys should be planning your next year stuff right now. Assess, be assessing your birds right now. Just start assessing them right now, what they're doing. I have a system I call my five-star system. Whereas a bird flown can get up to five stars. The key is it cannot get past, it, can, it cannot get more than three stars in the first year. Period. And now since the the fly time is becoming shorter. It's hard for them to get three stars now. They can only get pretty much two. Because they don't get enough time to get, get to that third star. Uh, how do you get their first stars? How do you get the stars is? First of all, they got to be an excellent kidder. Period. Can't, it can't come in out the kid at no time. Even if it stopped coming in out the kit, it can, it can never get three stars in the first season. It can't get them. So at best, it might be a four-star pigeon. So if it's 
bars and kidder, but then get straight. Probably get now. I gotta be a good performer. It gotta be solid. Ninety percent of his performances gotta be top notch, and they gotta do with some regularity. Going to the breakup, so you get two stars, tops, or if it's a, a super good kidder, and they it can stand good and get three stars going to the breakup, going to the lockdown. I mean, going to the lockdown. Now, how do you get their fourth star? That's how you get the fourth star. The fourth star, first, if there were a sound roll of, I would say, 20 feet or more, they got to come out solid, not bumping, and still remain kidding. If it can come out doing that, it can get the fourth star. How do we get the fifth star? The fifth star, it has to maintain its performance if it was good if it was a 1.7 or higher it got to come back out they got to get back to that point or, or remain at that point or get better that's how you get the fifth star but if they were only able to achieve two stars in the first season they can never be a five-star pitcher. the best they can be is four now well, taking notes, you'll know why this bird didn't get his, his fifth star, and you gotta make those notes. You gotta write down, you guys gotta write this stuff down in your breeding records so you'll know why this bird never got a fifth star, why I couldn't get five stars. Now, so now you can make your assessments and say, hmm, could this bird help me in my breeding loft? You gotta make that decision where the reason why they get a fourth is fifth star. Is that the reason why you won't breed it? It could be bumping. It could be not kidding at first. It could be whatever it may be. Whatever, flying above the kid. Whatever it may be that you think it didn't get its, it's, 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 um, it didn't get its fifth star. Or it can be a three-star pigeon in the first season and come on second season and be bumping. So that's another strike against it. So it still can't get that fourth star. Now, if it's straightened up and go back and be good, maybe maybe you can get the fourth star, maybe. But if it's bumping and not kidding, no. If it bumped more than once, could it get the fourth star? You can only get three at best. You're going to have to take, make notations of why it didn't get the fourth and fifth. Because you're not going to remember. Trust me. People be saying, oh, I remember. Yeah. No, you won't. You won't remember. Write it down. Keep a pen with your log. Write it down. Attach a pen to your record book. Write it down. Pen, pencil, whatever you can make that notation with. So, I got a few. I got, I got a hand out stock. She had three stars going to the lockdown. When she came out, she didn't bump. She didn't miss a beat. And she went in. She came out like she never was locked down. Rolling regularly, holding it, kidding good staying safe and I thought to myself you know what I can't afford to lose this one let me take my chance on her in the loft so she's in the loft her mate is already picked out there's no space for her right now I'm, I'm limited I don't have I can't put down 30 pair like I did on a third 30 30 plus pair can't do that I can put down 22 pair max that's the most I can put down and it's a lot of birds gotta go through that cycle for this first year. This year right here. My first major year. Next year should get a chance. So that's my little five-star system. Would I use a three-star pigeon in the loft? 
Mm, it depends on why I didn't get why it didn't get the other stars. Sometimes it might be because it wasn't frequent enough, or it wasn't deep enough, or it might have bumped once or twice come, coming in or coming out. Whatever it may be. Only thing I won't tolerate really, I don't I don't give birds that have kitten problems a chance to breed. Period. They never get a chance to breed. Sorry. I don't care how fast you are. It don't. It's not even. People say, you know what? This I'm, I'm gonna talk about this. I'm gonna stop talking about this. People always say, "Oh, that bird fat." Why is the first thing people say out here in California or LA is a bird is fast? That's the first thing people say. They fast. But they fly all these fast pigeons. They can't get them on a break together and fly together. And go and do this on the breaks. Who cares? Like I tell everybody, if you give me a got tens that go on hardly any breaks, but you got eights that go on every break, give me them. Because most of the people, 95% of people ain't going to tell the difference between an 8 or a 10. What's the difference between an 8 or a 10? On a scale of 1 to 10. Exactly. That's my point. You ain't going to be able to, most people ain't going to be able to see it. Most not. 95% of people won't be able to see it anyway. So, with that being said, give me them 8s. Give me a kit full of 8s. I don't care if you have three tens, give me 28s. I'm good. 28s that go, 28s that go on the brakes, you don't have a chance against me. Sorry, you don't. I'll be real with you. Now, if you get them tens, them nines and tens that can go on brakes consistently, oh you the man. I'm at your door now I'm trying to figure out what the hell you're doing. That's me. That's how I get in. I'm like, wait a minute, hold up. You got, out of 20 birds, you got 15 of them that can do that? Like, I'm at your door. Trust me. I'm at your door. What's happening? What you doing over here? How do you get those like, how do you manage that? I'm asking. I'm trying to figure out what happened, what you do. But I know, I've never seen anything close. I've seen, if I see a 10 in somebody's kit, it might have been one. In my kits, I think I bred last year. I think I bred at least. I know I bred one bird. I know for a fact was a ten. To me, in my book, spun excellent, super velocity, super super style, just an over and 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 regular. Wasn't no every now and then either. Regular. Did it bump? No, it almost, but never bumped. Now I bred another bird that was at least a nine, eight, nine. Really good. Not as deep as the other one, but really good. But this one, if I held it in for a few days, get dangerous. It bumped once. So I would strike against it, but it never bumped again. But it didn't get a chance to because the falcon ate it. She had a sister. Same thing. Really good. Check wife, check mix wing, really good, good, awesome spinner. Falcon to eat it, it cut her, but she still died, like a day or two later. So another one, really good, black mix wing, 
really, really good. Fountain caught that one like two weeks ago. So when you get these birds, it's like, damn. So that's why I learned to kind of try to spot them sometimes so I can just put one to the side so I can see if I can, you know, keep producing that. You know, you know, down the line, if it's gonna pass them genes to the next, to the next generation. But if I keep letting the falcon, guess what happens? It's a waste. You don't get a chance to see, you don't get a chance to see nothing. You bred all them birds for nothing. You didn't get a chance to fly them your kid for to compete. You didn't get a chance to see them so you can fly them so you can see them. Keep keep seeing them. And you didn't get a chance to breed off them though. What good is that? So I try to find a notice physical markers. That hopefully I can spot someone that could have the potential to be good and potential to produce what's good. And that's one reason why sometimes I stock pigeons. Like I got a bird right now. That's off that same predator through that 10. Look exactly like the one that was a 10 without one white feather. You wouldn't be able to tell them apart. Look exactly alike. Except for one had the one that got caught had one white feather on the left side if I'm looking up at it it'd be on the right side but it was on the left if, left if that bird that I stock had had that same feather you wouldn't be able to tell them apart right now but I put that one up last year and didn't get, I didn't give it a chance to get to the level of the other ones of the other one but it was good um, I got a little sister of hers no actually she's an older sister she was good too she just wasn't as deep, but she was almost twice as frequent as the other one, but she can spin. Can really, really spin. So I said, I'm not, not going to keep you losing these birds to no falcons, so I kept that one. Another one was a cock. Had, had this had this first one I kept, would have been a hen. Would have been a hen. I would have never stocked the other two. I probably would have stocked one of the two. But when, it, when I found out it was a cock, I maybe stocked the other one. This one was really good, too. This one's coming in just like the other one. Falcon chase down, took out the wing and, and, and part of the tail. I said, you ain't gonna give me for three. It already got me for two back to back. It got one one day and got the other one two or three days later. Back to back. I'm like, no. And then this one, I almost caught this one. I said, no, 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 no. So then that would have been a first hand. So I would have kept the, the, the um, last hand probably would have never got stopped. It would have been the kid. But I found this was a cock. When I found this was a cock, I pulled that one off the kid. So I'm gonna keep these. I'll just take my chance, see what I can do with these. If I don't, if they eat them, I, I don't get a chance to see nothing. And it's just a waste. Um, I gotta do this. The reason why I do this kind of stuff is because I can't fight back the way I want to. If not, if they say open season, oh yeah. As long as they attacking your your flock and you can prove that they're attacking them, cost it, oh yeah. It'd be open season, oh yeah. I can fight back now. I can do what I gotta do, knock these suckers off. Long, long they hunting, I can do it. I just can't go hunt them, but I would. It'd be a different story. It really would. So keep all this stuff in mind. I tell you guys, just keep it in mind. Everything I said now, 100. percent Everything is get, getting you guys ideas to broaden your scope, so you can try to get to another level. Stop thinking just because birds are of a certain family that they gonna be the birds you need. Stop thinking because birds are the same from they're not going to be the birds you need. Don't be scared to see ancestral birds and see what you need to put in your birds and see what your birds need. Forget what everybody else thinks. 
stop letting people stop you from making better pigeons. Because if nobody thought that way, we all have the same exact same old pigeons that that was born 30 years ago. I don't know if that would have been good or bad, because, I mean, not 30 years ago, like 67 years ago. I don't know if that was good or bad, like, I wasn't around, so I wouldn't know. Stop letting dudes that stop you from creating another family of birds. Not strain, another family of birds, like, I ain't talking about another color family, but another family of birds, performing family. Stop letting dudes talk you guys into that. Stop. Don't let them do that to you. It's like in life. We got look at the cars now. Go back 20 years to get the cars. Because somebody had another idea to make something different, make something better. Like I tell people, name one thing that's the same now that it was 20 years ago. Almost everything is different. Just about everything is different. The only thing repeats itself. Is hairstyles and clothes repeat themselves. They come back. And if they come back for a small time, but they still come back around. But I don't think Jerry Curl would ever come back. <laughs> but the perm, but back in the 70s, it wasn't Jerry Curl. What people was doing is they was getting their hair blown out, pressed, whatever, and 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 rolling her hair with these small little rollers so they can have a curly natural, which was, was people smart trunk made it a jerry curl. It, back then, everybody had dudes, girl, dudes and girls, that dudes wore perms, pressing curls. Then motherfuckers just started getting perms. They ain't got to do all that pressing. Oh, and I don't think hardly anybody use hot combs for per se anymore, mostly. They use flat irons for a lot now. I don't know, it wasn't no flat iron invented back then. In the 70s. I don't remember one. I remember pressing cones. But anyway, that's what I say things do get better. You got to get new ideas. Like right now, you got different birds coming out. I mean, some of the South African dudes came and bought birds from Jerry Higgins. And then now they, got, they probably got something totally different now. Masons and all this other stuff. And Mason is not a new dude. He's an older dude. They've been around, but people getting on birds, Mason and South African crosses. Why was why they come back around? I don't know. Mason did something to them that made them relevant. They can compete on a world world level. I don't know what he did, but he did it. Made them current, and that's what I try to do: keep my birds current. But I haven't seen anything that I really want to try to play them now. So I just keep you know keep breeding where I breed them. And selecting the ones I think I need to keep the family going forward. And that's what you guys have to do. But that's about it I'm going to talk about right now. So if you have any questions, hit me up. Hit me up on my email, authorkl.london at gmail.com. That's A-U-T-H-O-R dot K-L dot L-O-N-D-O-N. That's authorkl, A-U-T-H-O-R-K-L dot L-O-N-D-O-N at gmail.com. Or you got my number. 323-762-3909 hit me up hit me up text voicemail whatever it may be tell me about a subject you want me to talk about I'll do my research if I, if I don't know about it I'll do my research and I'll get it back to you alright keep learning roll agenda I'm out peace